Welcome everyone to the WKIF Wrestling Network. My name is Max. I am a lifelong wrestling fan. This is the show where we usually bring on someone who's not a wrestling fan and we talk about a wrestling show with them. But this week we did a show so bad we had to bring in an insider. We'll get to that in a minute. But first, let me introduce my co-host for the benefit of those with flash photography. It's former GWF announcer Craig Johnson. Let me Let say me to say you, Jabroni, you are number, number one, one. you say, Hachsui. Nice. <laughs> Since we're going to see the cheek, we will of course see the we're going to talk, talk to him. And now, hailing from Tiff County, Georgia, he was thrown out of a press box because the referees didn't like him, and then he went on to do some other announcing for World Championship Wrestling and the promotion he doesn't want to talk about because we haven't done one of their pay-per-views. Let's just say WEW. It's Scott Hudson! Wow, that's a shoot story about the, the referees, though. But they didn't kick me out. They tried to. Nice. <laughs> and, I, you know, I, 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 I dare you. You know, take, take your best shot. You know, I was... I am 6'1 and about 225. You think you can throw me out? Throw. <laughs> well, something needs to be done to you. I'm like, well, do it. <laughs> so I, I didn't care back then, and I don't care now. So, nice. Thank you. <laughs> Scott, thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And... My absolute pleasure, Max. Thanks for having me. Okay. And um, I do. I, I want to put you over a little bit because Good. Um, um, I was doing a little research, like I, you know, when I, when I was growing up and watching wrestling in, in my twenties, and you were involved uh, with WCW. Yeah. I realized you were the only announcer that got to say goodbye from WCW. On That's the correct. Episode of Worldwide. Um, yep. And I thought that was really like because Nitro became a WWF show for the last half of of the final episode. Thunder right. just went off the air. Saturday night right. just went off the air. Worldwide was the only one that they let give a proper goodbye, which is weird because it's the one that that nobody watched. Nobody watched. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you were the announcer that got to say farewell from WCW, which I and I've only saw that show like a year ago, and I thought that was really cool. So yeah, we yeah. did. We did. Uh, I don't want to get too bogged down in it, but we mm -hmm. we we would record that show. It aired on, in syndication and on a, on the weekend. So right, right. that weekend, we recorded that show in studio at the TBS studios that John knows uh, in Atlanta near Georgia Tech. Uh, we recorded that 10 days prior on that Wednesday. That's when we would do that show, our, right. our, our wraparounds, our in-studio stuff. And when we did it, we didn't know what was going to happen. That was how close to the margins we were playing it. Right. Uh, right. So when we re when we recorded that show, it was just the show, and then at the finish they said, "All right, we need to do two raps for this. Mm -hmm. One is we'll see you next week, and one is we'll never see you again. Right? And we'll air the one that we have to air, and yeah. that's how that went. Yeah. Okay. Then then because because Thunder was a live show, and if I recall correctly, even. That Thursday, before uh, the eventual changeover, they didn't know, so Thunder Correct. just stopped. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I haven't and even haven't seen, that, seen show, that show, so now so I'm going to have to go back and look for what uh, made the last the worldwide. worldwide. Yeah, like I said, I think it was it was me and uh, Professor. I think today. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was on. 
YouTube about a year ago. Don't know if it still is, but yeah. Um, because for whatever reason, world, I mean, WWF, I assume, owns that show, but it's not on the You network. would think they would pay people yeah. that were actually on that show. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's the only so. chance of me ever getting global residuals, ever. I just want to check for one cent. Just to say that WWF actually paid me. You know, I'll be honest with you. When they were doing the invasion thing, uh, you know, when whatever that was, after we, we went under in March and they tried the invasion thing and brought me and Arn in as right. the announce team for the Tacoma, uh, Washington. Washington. Yeah, yep. in Tacoma with that abortion of Booker and Buff <laughs> and all that. Uh, they paid me so much money for that. Oh, wow. Uh, that if they never pay me another cent, I'm like, eh, we're probably even. <laughs> Why is it that Why I picked that up that dinner, that dinner that night then? That night then? <laughs> <laughs> because you're a mark. What can I tell you? <laughs> you got to meet Vince. You're fine. Um, that's come up on this show. It was the one time Greg got to meet Vince. I'm, I, hey, man, I'm, let, me, let me tell you. If John's a mark, I'm a 20,000 times mark. I'm still uh, a mark for him. <laughs> Craig, are you okay with the, with the fact that Scott keeps using your shit? That's, okay. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Most people, most know, people that. know that. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Are we supposed to be doing that? Are we kayfabe? Well, I'm, I'm, Christ, I'm, I'm, Jesus. The one time I'm Craig, I'm Craig Johnson. Johnson. I could be um, Cecil B. Puff Daddy for all I care. Twenty twenty. No, I mean today. Just don't call me late for dinner, and we're good. Thank you. Very nice. But. This is not just the Wrestling Nostalgia Hour. Well, it is, but in a different way. Well, this, this is where week... I bow out then. It's fun, guys. <laughs> Have a good show. This week we are talking about, yes, that's right, Heroes of Wrestling. Um, oh, boy. Okay. Let's give some context on what Heroes of Wrestling was. Uh, this was a show that went up in 1999. And audience, please remember, in 1999, wrestling was as hot as it's ever been. Um, I do not think there will be a time when wrestling will be that big again in my lifetime. Uh, between Raw and Nitro, one of them, weekly, was the highest rated show on cable TV. Everybody had the t-shirts, they were on magazine covers, they were just everywhere. Wrestling was huge in the popular dominant culture. And so a lot of people tried to cash in on that, including a guy named Bill Stone, who, I don't know, booked stuff out of a casino in Mississippi. Um, and he decided that he could do a show with wrestlers that he remembered from the 80s. The problem was that in 1999, anybody who wrestled in the 80s was still contracted to either WWF or WCW, with about 10 exceptions that all wound up on this show. <laughs> um, and it's, it's a disaster. We've covered the UWF Blackjack Brawl on this show. I still think that one's worse. Um, but this is just a disaster start to finish. And when you talk about disaster maps, the, uh -huh. opening the opening scene, scene setter, setter compares, compares it to it Hurricane, to Hurricane Camille. Camille. Yes. <laughs> Wait, before we what? get <laughs> before we get that, at least the the thing I saw on YouTube shows a little bit of the pre-show, like two seconds of King Kong Bundy trying to do a promo and getting interrupted by Yokozuna. 
and then a promo for the show, which includes advertisement for host Gordon Soley, who is nowhere to be found. Um, oh, I, I bet I know where to find him. <laughs> Go ahead, Scott. Uh, that, that would be at the lobby bar. Yep. Uh, at Casino Magic in Bay St. Louis, not Biloxi, Mississippi. Well, actually, he probably was in Biloxi because if he was in Bay St. Louis, they would have they would have wheeled him out to the announce position. He had he had taken a cab over to uh, Biloxi and was uh, sucking back stolies by the court. I think when the pay per view started. Okay. Um, Yes, and then we get, yes, the promo that compares uh, this show to Hurricane Camille, which rocked the Gulf Coast 30 years prior, um, at Casino Magic in Bay St. Louis. Oh, and grudge matches will be settled. Keep in mind, oh, this you, is you the know first what? show uh, honest, for this promotion. Honestly, the comparison to Camille, because I was around then, uh, the comparison to Camille in hindsight is exactly on point. <laughs> well, there, there's more people here than a blackjack brawl. I have to admit yes. that. Uh, but again, I think that, that it's a low bar. I think that speaks to, again, how popular wrestling was in the late 90s. Um, because I do remember, like, sports bars used to do um, – wrestling on Monday night, you know, you'd go to the sports bar, they'd have raw on, and then they'd flip over to the nitro replay. And I remember it being packed. Mm -hmm. um, and like, that's how they kept the clientele there on Mondays through after football season. Um, so I just think that speaks to how popular wrestling was between 94 and 99. But bringing us this show, Rock and Randy Hassenhofer and Dirty Guy Dutch Mantel. He's the dirty guy. Yes, yes, Randy Rosenblum calls him the dirty guy, Dutch Mantel. Where did they get this guy? Randy Rosenblum? Yeah. He actually is an announcer on NBC for the Olympics for rowing. He's a sportscaster. No, he's an, uh, he's an honest-to-goodness sportscaster, but... Uh, he has no frame of reference for wrestling whatsoever. Well, Rosenblum wasn't exactly the, the greatest wrestling announcer, although it, you saw later that he did his boards, which is what sportscasters do, what I even do. That's that's kind of your all your notes, but he had no freaking clue. Right. No. No. He, he, he was worthless. Now, he... John's right that he had done he on his CV on his IMDB on his resume he'll say he was an Olympic announcer for NBC and that's a shoot but it was something like on you know the the, you know, the NBC network that you've got to hook up to your toaster and it was <laughs> you know, like the Special Olympics rowing or some bullshit like that. It's, and it's the Peacock Network, isn't it? Uh, the, yeah, thank you. Very good. Yeah, <laughs> might as well. Yeah. And, the and Olympic triple yeah, cast. So, so he, he, he's not lying when he says he's an NBC Olympics broadcaster. Right. Um, but it's 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 a it's a stretch, and it was obvious that yeah. he that he didn't know a, a wrist lock from a wristwatch, and and it, it was embarrassing. And you could tell yeah. about thirty minutes 40 minutes in dutch had had it oh he even yeah. cut the promo on him for cutting you know for talking over him while dutch was you know john will know that when you when you're doing that you have a, a four sentence bit you have mm -hmm. a setup a setup 
a build and a payoff in your four lines that you're going to get out. And this dipshit cut him off after two lines before Dutch. And so Dutch is left there with his dick in his hand. And and this guy's going on about, you know, a leg drop when it was a drop kick. Yes. Worthless. Just just flying leg kick at one point. Scott, tell me what you really feel. So they, they run down the card, and everything is advertised as a grudge match. Lots Again, this is the first show of this promotion. How are there grudges? Um, and Rosenblum does not use anybody's first name. He's just the Hammer Valentine. Um, I didn't even yes. notice that. Oh, I did. It was Hammer Valentine and Animal Steel. Yeah. Um, oh, God, he was terrible. I mean, I, I don't know the guy, and I don't want to, you know, as and, and you know, John will back me up, as somebody that's done television announcing at, at various levels and radio and all this other stuff we've done, I don't want to say anything bad about him as a person. I don't know him, but I just know that he was so out of his element. It'd be like me, yeah. and Tanae and I used to get into this, about hockey. He would come in ranting and raving about some kind of hockey bullshit every time we were together. And I'm just like, what sport is that again? It's hockey. They still play that? And, you know, because I just don't, I don't know hockey at all. Right. I don't know the teams. But just, that would be, just, it, it would be like me calling hockey. And, and just and like just that, like that, that, that woman was woman yelling was at me during, at me during the, the uh, RNC, RNC. Uh, uh, Randy uh, Rastenfrocker was, was constantly, constantly pointing, pointing at, me. at me. And I don't understand why he was pointing at me all the time. <laughs> Stop pointing at me. He really was. And then we get the, the ring announcer who wants us to throw down our toys and get out of the sandbox because playtime is over. Because tonight somebody's going to get their ass whooped in here tonight. <laughs> now that guy is Crisper Stanford. Yes, and he, is, he, was, he, he was like some kind of muckety-muck with the casinos down, in, uh, down on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi. And I'll be honest with you, you know, and I don't know if John's been down there, but I grew up in the South. I still live here. Making that pilgrimage uh, to the Mississippi Gulf Coast to go gambling is is a fun thing. And I've been to Casino sure. Magic before. It's a lot of fun. Um, but this fruitcake was the the <laughs> a director of entertainment or some nonsense, and now he's, he's some director. kind of and crazy cruise director after the hurricane hit, and. <laughs> He's some now he's some kind of right wing extremist oh, Farm yes. Bureau insurance agent <laughs> in uh, in Poplarville, Mississippi. Oh and, my God! You know, good, good. He, he's right where he needs to be. He achieved his success as an announcer this past week. And he's right. listed on IMDb as well. And this was the only thing that was announced on there. He's on IMDb for this some kind of deal with, with Bill Stone where he's like, yeah, you can run your promotion out of my casino, but I get to announce them coming in. That's a, that's, you know what, Max? That's exactly, I don't know, but I bet you dollars to donuts that's exactly what happened. Yeah, he was a fan of Michael Buffer. <laughs> Michael All Buffer right. was great. This guy is... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, well, not I much. only have one thing to say to that. Let's hear from him. Give it up for this guy. <laughs> Bring him on. Yeah, 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 let's hear from him. Mr. Rossi, I miss you. Rossi would have done a better job on this show. Almost, yeah. Let's hear from him. Rossi at least is trying to get people over, you know? 
He's trying to get the wrong guy over, but at least he's trying to get somebody over. <laughs> and, All right. And go ahead. Let's go get ahead. Oh, the first match. Yes, first match is the Samoan SWAT team, managed by Paul Adams. Who? Uh, who? Who? Paul? Who? Who? <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or as Scott or Mills and Britain would go, <laughs> You know, I'll tell you the truth. Paul Adams ended up being a really good indie manager. Really? Yeah. really? See, Scott the, did all my uh, research for me this week. <laughs> he, he did. Uh, and and he, he, unfortunately, he passed away a couple of years ago, maybe a year and a half ago. Um, maybe not even that. This pandemic's got everything so screwed up time-wise, yeah. but um, he, he, was, he was a really talented guy. But I think this was like, if it wasn't his first show, and I'm assuming it wasn't his first, it was among his first 10. And yeah. he was, he, he crammed about a, a, a good one-minute promo into six minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. yes, he did. Yeah, and he's take, they're taking on uh, Tommy Rogers and Marty Jannetty. Yeah. Who, you know, their tag team partners were doing better things at the time. Um, but but we but, have but to we admit, have to Paul, admit I, I did write I did some write of Paul, some Adams, Paul Adams, notes Adams notes down. Like, I liked his promo. You have to drink a 12-pack to attain the idea of fighting. Attain the idea. And, of course, he was the one that thought it was in Biloxi, which would explain the 12-pack, which goes back to Gordon Soli. Thank you. It was. That's correct. Yes. He was grabbing um, a waitress's ass somewhere over in Biloxi. <laughs> um, see, <laughs> I, you know, I'm probably giving Paul Adams a little too much credit, but I assumed Biloxi was just to get cheap heat. Um, but it, well, you probably are right. He just didn't yeah. know it. Right. And, then, and, then, and Dutch, <laughs> and Dutch says, this is a once-in-a-lifetime once deal, deal tonight. tonight. And yeah. boy, was he right. He was right. Oh, God. <laughs> By the way, did you know that uh, Randy Rosenfarts is the, ne the nephew and last living relative of Jewish champion boxer Slapsy Maxi Rosenblum? Oh, wow. Is that a shoot? Really? That's a shoot. That's a shoot. That, that sounds shoot, yeah. That's a shoot. Wow. All right. You should have went into boxing. <laughs> yeah, the only other note I have for this match is that... Uh, during an interview with Marty Jannetty, his mic cuts out, so I can't understand him. Um, Good. Yeah. That's the, that's the best Marty Jannetty interview. Yep. It's when, it's when the mic cuts out. Oh, and uh, even though the Samoan SWAT team already have a manager, uh, Sika is also in the crowd. Um, and they, they keep uh, powdering out and going to Sika for advice, but uh, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing and that the I thing noticed that I was, the was the casino magic sign at ringside, yes. which kept which getting kept knocked getting off, off, but then was but quickly then was replaced because, because they will want to remember that they were a part of this, of this forever. forever. Craig, I swear to God, I thought it was Chiron for like the first <laughs> match or so because it keeps oh, coming Oh my God. I, the, I'm, in, I'm in the exact same boat, Max. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I, I thought that had to be a Chiron. It it, it, and it's because it looks so good. Yeah. Then they kept messing with it, and then I realized, okay, well, that's part of the apron. But God, you know, they well, got that part well, right, which isn't surprising. And yeah. that kind, and that, that kind of, of sign, sign is, is very. Um, um, it's, it's 
it's always it's around always for boxing, boxing events. events. Right. And I right. think right. that I think Casino that Magic, Magic, which had done a lot of boxing events, events, figured, hey, let's yeah, just put it here and nobody's going to disturb it. Well, wrestlers go out. Right. By the yeah. way, we get our first Gene Dixon psychic hotline reference of the night. Oh, my God. Completely dates it. Right. Oh. Jeez, Louise. Oh, and my favorite Randy Rosenblum call. Well, that's unethical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he seems genuinely surprised that the heels are cheating. Um, and, and later and he later said, he another, said another great work, great ethic, work ethic, great, great effort, effort by, by Rogers. Rogers. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> And by the way, and, and, and Scott, you can tell me, because you've, you've worked a lot, lot more wrestling matches than I have. How small is this ring? It looks like it's about 10 feet wide. I, I noticed the same thing. It looked like a, a, one of those like Memphis or Atlanta TV studio rings. Yeah. You know, yeah, low, to the, low to the ground, uh, maybe like a, God, maybe a 10 by 10, 12 by 12 if there's such a thing. Uh, but no, it was, it was not a, it was, you know, that was just, that's so far down the list of stuff they screwed up on this show, but you're right. <laughs> and was, it was Janetti wrestling, wrestling in jorts? jorts? Looked like it. <laughs> no, I think it was Bay St. Louis actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who won uh, this, uh, wonderful, wonderful match? match? Uh, the SST won. Um, with, I didn't write it down, but there was something involving Sika, right? Didn't Sika interfere? Or? Well, uh, Samu hit that. Uh, it was kind of like a Samoan death drop into a stunner. It was actually right. really good. Right. Samu was so good. Uh, all four of those guys were good. Yeah. Um, but it, it, that's what it was. It was like he, he put him up into what looked like a Samoan death drop and then turned it into a stunner. Right. It's a really cool move, actually. And, and, and uh, Rod, Rogers sold it perfectly. And from a, and from production, a production standpoint, standpoint this was actually this pretty good because they showed a lot of replays from a lot of different angles, and you can tell that the replay operator came from sports. Yeah. Because that yeah. was very much a sports package of seeing all the different angles, and they did it in slow motion. It wasn't like the, the WWE routine where they'll do it in slow motion and then put it at regular speed. But I actually was really impressed by the fact that it was very sports-like. Leading to one of the first of several great Dutch Mantel lines that if you've just watched for the last 30 seconds, Tommy Rogers lost three times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then, then uh, Rosenblum gives us the website for both Heroes of Wrestling and also scoops.com, which was a dirt sheet site. Yes. Yep. Um, so that completely ruins the uh, integrity of scoops right there. And did you hear <laughs> how he announced them? Because he did it again later. It was www. Yes. Every single time when Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, uh, was able to announce this. It was www.heroesofwrestling.com. Can't you give another W out? A lot of announcers did that back in the day. They they had a problem saying W three times. Um, and and I, I, I get that it was 1999, but there came a point, and it was while I was still in the business, which would have ended in 2001 with WCW, you didn't have to say the WWW right. part. 
Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure by 99 you didn't have to say that. He could have just said <laughs> scoopswrestling.com. I mean, good grief. <laughs> this guy's in outer space, I'm telling you. <laughs> All right, then we get uh, a video package of Sherry Martell and George the Animal Steel checking into a hotel and <laughs> Sherry stripping as they get into their room. Christ. Um, <laughs> and again, Rosenblum completely spoils the finish of the next match by, uh, in commenting on this, saying, well, Sherry's uh, managing George, and they seem to be romantically involved for now. Um, yeah. <laughs> Can I, okay, can yeah, I tell a, quick, can I tell a, a quick story? Um, please, this has nothing to do with this show, but uh, Sherry, who was... Uh, John, yeah, I'm sure you worked with her. I've never met, met her, her, and I always and I wanted to because I really? thought she was awesome. She was awesome. Oh, she was oh, she's incredible. Great just, just knew the business. My God, she was so smart uh, about the business. But this, then this, this doesn't reflect well on Cherry, and I miss her, and she was great, and I actually became a friend. But we were in the hotel lobby somewhere at somewhere the morning after Nitro, and there was a group of us that would always be the first ones out at like five in the morning to get the first flight. And so it was, it's usually me and Scotty Steiner and, uh, and Tanae and Gene and, you know, every now and then Raven um, and then whoever else decided they needed to get home early. Um, so we're in the lobby at like five in the morning and we're getting ready to get into, and I had a rental car. They were like, I'm, I'm like, all right, everybody can pile in my rental. We'll go to the airport. And they said, any, any, is, is anybody else in the lobby? Like anybody need a ride? And I just said, no, I don't think so. Hang on a second. Here comes Hooventude. Let's see if Hoovy needs a ride. And it was Sherry Martell. Oh. <laughs> and I, I, had she I, been on the Hoovy juice? <laughs> no, it was just Sherry without makeup, to be honest oh. with you. But, uh, and, and as much as I love Sherry, and I, I did and do, uh, I, never told that, I never told her that story, obviously. And I waited until like 10 years after she had passed, because she passed like a week before Benoit and all of that other stuff. Right. I just couldn't bear to tell that story, but I figured the time had passed that it would be funny. But uh, God, when 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 it was Sherry that walked in, you can imagine the ribbing that I got from oh again gosh. Tanae, Scotty, Raven, Jean. <laughs> you know. Hudson, how old are you? Those eyes are starting to go, aren't they? <laughs> and then we get the first appearance in the show of Michael St. John. Because yes. he's one of my favorite announcers because he was the one who actually followed me in USWA wrestling. He's, well, he's interviewing Sherry, who says, you know, a smart manager is going to do what she can to win matches. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and fires George up, where he starts yelling, go fight. And, <laughs> look, I love George the Animal Steel. You, you, he's, you. He, he's half committing to kayfabe at this point, you know? Um, he's, he's not the, really the bit in the hotel lobby, he was... He he was breaking kayfabe left, oh yeah, left and right, <laughs> and then he shows up and he's crazy again, and he shows up in sunglasses and a you know and like, you know George tourist outfit, <laughs> yeah. grabbing ass with Sherry in the hotel lobby, and all of a sudden he's crazy again. Yeah. Good grief! Uh, and then George, oh, George chases, chases the, skirt. the skirt. Yes. Uh, how do you get, to, do the you get ring, to the ring, George? George? You chase you the chase skirt. The skirt. <laughs> and then. 
um, they they go to a promo of Greg the Hammer Valentine, um, and he is going to be George's opponent. Um, and like I said, obviously this was telegraphed, but Sherry turns on George almost immediately in the match. But uh, Rosenblum and Dutch Mantel. Um, I'm thinking there was a timing error because they keep questioning it. Whose, whose side is she on? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh, and we get a foreign object, which is referred to as an object of some kind. <laughs> now, is this, now is, is, is this the is one? This the one? Yes, it yes, it is. is. This, is, this the one is the one where we get, where we get not, once, not once, but in but the replay, in the replay as, well, as well, an extreme, extreme close-up close of Greg uh, the Hammer Greg Valentine's, Valentine's ass, ass yes. with the foreign object. <laughs> yes. Um, and the yeah, work rate, and the is, work just rate is just off the charts here. here. I just, I, I could not, not keep up. <laughs> For the life, For the of, life me, of me, I could not. And where's and Jim where's Ross Jim with Ross the Jezebel, Jezebel comments? comments? That's, what, That's I what I was waiting for. <laughs> well, what I'm, what I'm wondering, is of the three people in the ring that are in the business, one of whom has one of the great asses in the history of the sport. <laughs> they're not showing hers. <laughs> they're showing Greg's, who's a great guy and a great worker. But I don't want to see his ass. I want to see Sherry's ass. And here we go. <laughs> um, right, this, this ends with Sherry hitting George with a chair, uh, um, which, unprotected chair shot to the head. Yikes. Yeah, um, nasty. Yeah. Uh, it was 1999. Everybody was doing that. <laughs> and then, and then George, George throws all throws the all chairs the in, the in the ring Yes. in something in reminiscent of ECW. ECW. Right. Oh, wait a minute. Wait Maybe a minute. not. Maybe there not. were only there like three or four chairs. Four chairs. <laughs> But he, he starts tried. throwing chairs in the ring. <laughs> and then he throws Sherry out of the ring. Oh, this is after, yeah. right, Greg wins because of the chair shot. Right. right. And, right. A, and a great bump by Sherry going over the top, too. Yeah. Oh, and he does the eating the turnbuckle thing. Um, <laughs> you! You! Which... Uh, um, again, I don't know if it's Rosenblum or Dutch, but one of them keeps going on and on about the cost of the turnbuckle. Um, <laughs> this is why you can't book this guy. He's going to eat all your profits. I think that was Dutch. Them, we can't sell them at high spots later. And then the replay of Hammer's ass. You know, I'll keep yep. going back to that. Yep. Oh, God. Did we have to see that one in slow motion? No, we didn't have to. We did not, no. Then we go then back we to the announcers, the announcers and Randy Rosenrosen uh, looks so looks constipated, constipated and he's yes. moving he's his hands, hands like he's like Crazy he's Eddie. Crazy Eddie, yes. <laughs> <laughs> crazy awesome. Eddie prices are insane. That is fantastic. I haven't thought about Crazy Eddie in 30 years. That's incredible. As, as, as a native New Yorker, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> so... Right, we get we get an interview with Julio Fantastico. Do, do, you, have do you have any feedback on this interview, on this by, interview by the way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his mic cuts in halfway through through the first yeah. question. Um, nice. <laughs> I had to look this guy up. Uh, he was a big deal on the Indies. Um, 
Yeah, he was a jobber in both WWF and WCW. Didn't he have a Didn't cup of coffee, coffee in ECW, though? He had a cup of yeah. coffee in ECW. Um, he was Julio De Niro. He was Julio Fantastico. He was yeah. Julio Sanchez. He, he, he was a good good hand. Didn't show yeah. in this match, but he, he was a good hand. <laughs> about, about 10 years ago, he and CM Punk were the NWA Tag Team Champions. Wow. That's, That's wow. correct. Yeah, it's That's probably right. about his career highlight. Um, so, you know, and he's he's good in this yeah. show. I mean, you know. It's it's the it's the lucha match because he's taking on two cold Scorpio, uh, who has a belt that they never refer to. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Did you see Did what you the, see belt what the belt was? It looked like the NWA championship. It was a replica belt that he bought. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I went to Walmart and bought a belt. <laughs> And I'm a champion of something. I'm not quite sure what, but I'm here. That was actually on Greg Gagne's resume. An exact quote. And then, and then we bring on Captain Lou Albano to do commentary. Captain Lou, Captain Lou Albano. Which. I, I actually love his commentary because his commentary insists uh, consists entirely of going, look at this, about 30 times. But I, I will actually give Lou credit because when they ask Lou what the wrestlers are thinking, he actually goes into a pretty good description of what the wrestlers are thinking. And I was like, wait a minute, is this Lou talking? It was some of the best commentary of the night. And then he went back to, look at this. Look at this. Look at this Julio. And he can't pronounce Julio. He keeps saying Julio for some reason. Reason. Um, and you know what else? Lou, Lou also said uh, something about that when he was a wrestler, he was uncoordinated. That when Lou was a wrestler, he was uncoordinated. But as a manager, he learned psychology. I'm like, that's brilliant. Yeah. That's really, I, that's really good analysis, and it would have really helped. But again, Randy, you know, Rosie Palms came out and <laughs> shit all over him and made no sense and shut him up. Yeah, I had Brilliant. that written down because I, uh, you know, I thought that was great self-awareness. Um, you know, especially for the people this show was, you know, trying to be sold to. Nobody's going to remember him as a wrestler from the '60s or whenever. Right. Um, you know, with Tony Altamore as the Sicilians. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I thought that was that was a great comment by him. Um, and for the second for the week second in a row, in we, a row see we see action going, going into the, going crowd, into the crowd, crowd and, and no cameras, no to, cameras follow to follow. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, and Dutch Mantel has spent the entire first half of this show trying to get over this thing where Julio Fantastico referred to himself as the Michael Jordan of wrestling. Yes. Yes. But yeah. he never actually says it. Um, so, I, you know. I don't know where this is coming from, but Dutch is really trying to sell this because he said it at the beginning of the show. He said it uh, right after Julio's promo. And then when Lou comes out, he asks Lou, what do you think about uh, Fantasco's comment about being the Michael Jordan of wrestling? <laughs> well, this was the last dance of Heroes of Wrestling. Yeah, um, true. <laughs> Uh, Scorpio wins this oh, one. There, there are a couple there things I want to bring up. Okay. okay. First. All right. The action goes yeah, in the crowd. We don't see yes. anything except a, a kid in a kid Steve in Young jersey. jersey. Yes. <laughs> over and over. And, and yeah. then there was the Goldberg <laughs> wannabe. <laughs> yes. That was, that was me, actually. actually I was, I was there that night. 
<laughs> so, so we have so the, we have the first, first false finish of the finish night, of the and night I, I listed it as one cold slingshot. Ref goes into the rope. De Niro with the face buster for the second time tonight. And he calls Scorpio the dragon twice. Yes. What the what hell, the Randy Rosenfarts? What? <laughs> and then he wins, and then he wins with, with the tumbleweed? The tumbleweed? What the Farvik Nugent is the tumbleweed? It's it's like a 450 springboard, but he has to do it twice because he botches the first one. And um, he didn't actually nail the second one either. No, but like the first one is, is clearly botched, so he does it again. Um... <laughs> Well, that's only because Julio had to redo that uh, Pescado spot. That's true. You know, in the match, and they and not only did they redo the spot, they redid the build and then redid the spot. <laughs> God, that's like week one in wrestling school. You can yeah. go to some superstar Bill Dundee wrestling school, and he'll say, <laughs> "Never redo the spot. If you screw it up, keep going. If you call attention to it, they're gonna know you screwed up." Yep. Did they do replays of both of them? I think they, they might have. They did. They yes, do they did. replays. They did. Of, they they do replay of of um, a Scorpio's finisher showing from an even worse angle the botch. Um, <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. And then at some point somebody said, "Don't be talking. I got gotcha. you. Watch it. Oh, 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 oh." Yeah, that was Lou. <laughs> And then they do a thing where they've named Lou the commissioner. On a release. release. There's a release. There's a release. Right. There's a, the show's supposed to go forward. You know, there's, they were going, I think Bill Stone's plan was to do like one of these a quarter. Um, and Lou Albano reacts as though this is the first he's hearing about Yes. It. You know, like, yeah. shoot. Like, um, oh, God, that was bad. <laughs> What? They made me the commissioner? Really? Um, um, I'll call it right down the middle. Uh, I'm going to be impartial until later <laughs> in the show. Yeah. And, and, and it was after he had given Dutch a raise, right? Didn't he say yes. something in that match about giving Dutch a raise? Yes. Which was probably a shoot because it was like, you know, like a, a, a ribbon on the square that yeah. this other idiot doesn't know a wrist lock from a wristwatch and he's screwing everything up. Dutch, I'll give you a raise if you'll fire this guy. <laughs> and, and then he calls the future heroes of wrestling the greatest production of all time. I know. Oh, my God. And then, and then he did something, he did something that, we, that all, we all we all wanted to do at this point. He waved the white towel. Yes. Yes, he did. If, if our... only he had bathed it in ether and put it over... <laughs> Randy uh, <coughs> Rosie Palm's face, you know, and even had 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 like Gordon Soley's daughter come out and do commentary. Anything. Barbara Clary? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara Clary. Wow. <laughs> she was actually Max, outstanding. Max going, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> That, been, that's the Hermione Gingold of this show, this right show. there. You know, but but seriously. They had Michael St. John backstage. Mm -hmm. Michael St. John, for all the you know sport we can make of him, was really good compared to sure. Randy Rosenblum. And I don't mean that as in like that's a low bar. He was not a bad announcer. Right. And they've got him backstage and this loser out of uh, with Dutch. Yeah. God, that, that that drove me nuts watching that whole show. 
Um, like, why, why is St. John backstage and this guy? Anyway, but Michael St. John, remember, was the one that did the VO for the first, God rest his soul, the first James, uh, James Harris, the Kamala video they filmed in Jerry Jarrett's uh, property in yeah. Hendersonville. That was, that was Michael St. John, Kamala. Six hundred and or six foot nine, three hundred ninety-five pounds. Kamala, that was Michael St. John. <laughs> That's, awesome. That's awesome. I and, love and, that promo, by the way. That video package. And Scott, and Scott, Scott is, is talking about, about uh, Randy Rosenhausen, uh, and, and here's here's the deal. Here's the deal. And and, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna get I'm real gonna get with you real here, with boys, and girls. boys and girls. Okay. Yay. How in the hell did I not get a chance to do more wrestling? Hell yeah! When Randy Rosen, yeah, Rosen Farkers is able to do shows like this. Yeah, because I got a hold of Jared, I got a hold of Bishop. Nobody gave me a freaking shot. And this is where this is the first time I think I've actually come out and said, "What the fuck." <laughs> and Scott will and tell Scott you how many times, times I've times used, that, used word. that word. Um, um, this week? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, it's, but it's, to me, to it, me it, it is it insulting, is insulting when, I when I hear wrestling, wrestling announcers, announcers who call, who it, call in, it in, yeah. who phone, who it, phone in, it in, and yep. they don't and they give don't a damn. Give and a damn. I, and my, even more than Randy Rosenblum, when... When Matt when Stryker, Stryker would go would down go and do down Triple, Triple Mania, Mania, he didn't give a damn. He didn't do any, any, any homework, homework on it. He took the pay. He took the pay. Sure. And it it really insults me. And pardon me for going off on a rant here, but it really insults me that I never got another opportunity to do any shows when all this crap was going on. I would have to agree with you. I agree a thousand percent. You were good. By the way, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you the truth, Max. When when John was uh, making his run in USWA, I was still just a writer and a stringer for for uh, Dave Meltzer and Wade Keller and yep. Steve Beverly and Ron Lemieux on the sheets. That's all I was doing. Yep. I had broadcasting experience, but never had done wrestling. And I knew how to do broadcasting. I would watch John and think, God, this guy's really good. He's going to be the next Jim Ross. He's going to be the next Lance Russell. And and I I, I was saying that in 88, 87, when I would see John doing stuff out of, out of Texas, 89, somewhere in there, before I ever had a sniff at the business. And and, and the fact that John never got that, uh, that next step up is, is ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Thank Agreed. You. Thank you. By the way, if you're, you're watching along at home, uh, the person, at least the video channel that I watched Heroes of Wrestling on, which is this NL, NL Wrestling or something, has a bunch of global shows that are not on the network, on that YouTube channel. So watch those, too. Yes. Um, <clears throat> meanwhile, Michael St. John is recapping the pre-show and brings in Bundy, who's yep. going to tell us something. He's going to advertise gonna a match that, something. Wind, <laughs> that winds up not happening, spoiler alert. Um, because I'm going to tell, tell you something. something. <laughs> Five, Five times, times he says, I'm going to tell, tell you something. You something. <laughs> 
And it's uh, it, well, I sent you guys the article, and the reason it never happened is because neither Yokozuna or Bundy would do the job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. They were both too good for this. Um, In 1999. Yeah. They were both too good for that. 99. All right. Then we got our tag team match, which is the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov versus. Versus Luke and Butch. Oh! The former Bushwhackers. Actually, I'm going to correct you there, Max. It's yeah. uh, Luke and Dutch, right. according to uh, <laughs> Ran- Randy Randy Anal Randy Analgape called them uh, Luke and Dutch. Yes, I, thought I thought it was Luke and Botch. Botch. <laughs> uh, might as well have been. Um, and Nikita oh, and Brezhnikov is the, yes. the manager of Volkov and Sheik. Yes, and he's billed as being from the Soviet Union, despite the fact that the Soviet Union had not existed in eight years at this point. Well, uh, that is I'll correct. tell you, uh, I, actually I actually did some, did research, some research on, uh, uh, on Brezhnikov. On Brezhnikov. Yeah. Oh, boy. He was, he was a, a protege, protege of Skandar Akbar. Okay. Uh, uh, Akbar, Akbar had gone back, gone back uh, uh, in, in, 93, in 93, Akbar had Akbar come had up with come this, up with this, 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 this entire Soviet, Soviet uh, block, block, which he called which his, he called his, his, uh, his, his, his Soviet, Soviet block. This was before this was Devastation Incorporated. Incorporated. He had this he had Soviet, Soviet block, block that was made, that was made of Nikita, Nikita Brezhnikov and Ivan Yerkinov. Okay. Got it. Took me a minute. <laughs> You've what? All right. And the, the crowd starts chanting both USA and Russia sucks. Um, uh, yeah, this, this thing's just a disaster. Um, and the, 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 let, let's, let's talk, talk about, about the Iranian, the Iranian clubs. clubs, shall we? Yes. Yes, please. You gotta be do. strong to do that. You have to be strong to do that. And I, have, I actually saw uh, the Iron Sheik do the real Iranian clubs when he was down at Mid-Atlantic. And those things were amazing. I mean, they were, they were huge wooden clubs. But somebody went to the VIP room at Casino Magic and painted a couple of stanchions. Yep. That's correct. Yep. Um, oh, and those, we got, those we things were every bit of 15 pounds each. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> which, which for me actually would be hard to do. <laughs> and we've got Nikolai uh, singing the Russian national anthem. And I love that Brezhnikov uh, announces it out of order. He announces the Iranian club demonstration first, but they do the Russian national anthem first. And Rosenblum tries to cover for that by going, I think they just asked everybody to stand up for the national anthem. He was speaking English. That's not what he said. Um, <laughs> I love how the love fan how in the, the front row the front told him they were number, they were one. number one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the actual match is just... Oof. And this may and have been the first, the first time, time ever, ever that the Iron Sheik on a program program called Hulk Hogan Hogan a jabroni jabroni. nice wow because it was during this uh, during this part I don't know with the Hulk Hogan the jabroni jabroni. 
I guarantee you that was the first time on a show that he said something that would end up becoming his catchphrase for a lifetime. Yep. Wow. Fucking bullshit. I'll say this. In, in prep for this, I went back and watched some uh, contemporaneous reviews of the show to make sure that it really was as bad as I remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know they were all they were, we're all on the same page here. Everybody's right. in it's almost unanimous across the world, but one of them had uh, Luke and Dutch labeled <laughs> as the sheep whackers, <laughs> which is just one of the greatest things I've ever read in my life. <laughs> because they were, of course, the New Zealand sheep herders or the Kiwi sheep herders, right. and they became the bushwhackers. And so on this show, they and honestly, this men from down under horse shit should have yeah. should have just been washed out into the Gulf, and then <laughs> they should have called them the sheep whackers. God, yeah. they would have been over. Oh and, my and, God! And they were being they were cheered, cheered by the word by the, word, by the letters by USA, USA. Yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, speaking of reviews of things, um, I don't know how many grains of salt that you take uh, Observer reviews with, but, you a know. Ton. Okay. <laughs> a ton. Look, uh, Dave, Dave Meltzer uh, lives, eats, breathes wrestling. You know, he's another one. He'll forget more about wrestling than I'll ever know. He knows what he's talking about a lot of times. The Bushwhackers are the only team that got both a positive five-star match and a negative five-star match, and this was the negative five-star match. Um, I believe it. Yep. I um, believe it. Yeah. This, who I mean, who it, won it, this who match, won by, this by, match the by the way? Uh, Luke and Butch did. They, okay, yeah. I, I lost count. <laughs> right, because... Be- um, be- believe it or not, Sheik did the job in this. Oh! oh! Yeah. So Which you're telling me, telling me that the Sheik, Sheik, the Iron the Sheik from Tehran, Tehran, he was the jabroni in this match. He did the job to Dutch. Fucking bullshit. By the way, if you haven't had a chance to see Botchamania, you have to stay through the entire thing to see how they put those two words from the Iron Sheik into a song. It is beautiful. Holy moly, now Botchamania is up to like 195 episodes. No, they just went over 400. Good grief. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're awesome. I love Botchamania. Oh, Those guys do a great job. Love, we got to get Matthew on. Oh, we should now get Matthew would be, on. Yeah. That would be good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my favorite Botchamania that, that's been done in the past year or so is um, when when uh, they did the show in Saudi Arabia and Titus O'Neil tripped on the way to the ring. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> awesome. Because the Botchamania immediately after that keeps cutting to that. <laughs> Uh, um, by the way, who's going into the, into the trunk, trunk now? now? Stan oh, Lane or Tully Blanchard? Uh, Tully gets attacked by Stan Lane and gets thrown into a trunk, and then he gives, like, the nugget of gold in the pile of shit that is this pay-per-view is Tully's promo. It's amazing. Um, and it started uh, out as awful. awful. Yes. But then built then into built amazing. Into amazing. Yeah, absolutely. It's this incredible promo. Um, and 
uh, right, then Stan Lane gives his own promo, and then they go into in, in, a half broad chasing voice. Yes. A broadcasting voice. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he uh, he he dismisses the ring announcer and Good. announces himself. Yes. Um, uh, now, I don't know if you guys listen, and I don't want to put over another broadcast, but if you guys listen to Cornette's uh, stuff, he'll sure. always talk about when he would... called Cornette's stuff? That, that's probably the next title. I, I love him, and I love his... I, I learn something every time I listen. He yeah. always talks about in, uh, in Smoky Mountain and in Ohio Valley, how he would give tapes to the to the students and to the to the trainees but it wasn't wrestling tapes it was promo tapes right uh and if if he did well it was long since shut down by the time this happened but he should have given them somehow in a time machine this tape <laughs> of Tully's promo Tully's promo was incredible yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean you felt every because it was a shoot number one yeah. uh he didn't hate Stan Lane who does but but everything else w w was perfect. I, yeah. I, I I love Tully. I love Stan. But that promo just just knocked it out of the park for me. Yeah. yeah. Um. Right. And and their match is halfway decent, except for the finish. Um, True. You but, know, but if you're listening, if you're listening to, to, to Randy Rosen laptop, the women oh were my mesmerized. God. He will not shut up about how sexy Stan Lane is. Um, <laughs> there's something to that, actually. Yeah. Let's uh, move on. And, and, and at one point, Dutch <laughs> actually calls it out and says, uh, you know, something like, and some men like him, too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he calls a head uh, a sleeper a headlock. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, who was it that said Lane won't fall asleep on Tully? What? Yeah. <laughs> Good grief. Um. But like, this is an actual good match, and then they do a dusty finish for some reason. Um. Um. Yeah, I I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't have it written down who actually who actually won. Oh, right. Stan Lane is declared the winner, but then the decisions reversed because Tully got his shoulders up first. Right. Yeah. And somewhere, Michael Rosenblum got the names wrong. I'm trying to remember what he did, but I had to know. Get the name right, Michael Rosenblum. Um. And then we get a uh, promo from Jim Neidhart. Oh, <laughs> if I could talk I could to the animals, animals, learn their, learn their languages, languages, boy, what places would be. By the way, that was Jim the Nineville Anhart. Yes. Oh, my God. Jim the Nineville Anhart. God almighty. Um, oh, and then <laughs> we get a match between One Man Gang versus Abdullah the Butcher. This is not advertised as a hardcore match. There's no mention of this ever being like a Falls Count Anywhere or a Hardcore or No Holds Barred or anything else, but they're bringing weapons anyway. And, um, and Abby and apparently Abby is a local is a favorite, local favorite, favorite here, here at Casino Magic. Magic. Yes. <laughs> what the hell? Down at the Epic Buffet, they still talk about him. I don't mind telling you. Now, Scott and, and Max, you may not know about this. Scott, did you ever get to go to Abdullah the Butcher's uh, ribs joint? Uh, oh, of course. It was down uh, just down the, the the west side perimeter, 
south of I-20, uh, when, when Mania was in Atlanta, uh, God, 2011, I had a yeah. bunch of friends of mine come down and stay at my house uh, for the whole weekend. There was like two Ring of Honor shows. There was the, the Hall of Fame, and there was Mania at the Georgia right. Dorm before they blew it up. And all they wanted to do, and these are guys from like Canada, New York, the West Coast, all staying in my house. And they weren't, they, they could give a shit about all of that stuff. They wanted to go to Abby's. And, <laughs> and, and we went, we went twice uh, to Abby's. And uh, a friend of mine, Todd Espinoza from, uh, from Buffalo, a shameless plug for Todd, when we went the first time, he loved the food so much. I mean, it wasn't like because it was Abby's. He loved nice. the food so much, he ordered a second, like, entire dinner to go and <laughs> wow, took it back to nice. my house and ate it that night. And Todd's like a, a, a skinny guy. I mean, he's not like some kind of 500-pound guy that's going to eat, like, four dinners. You know, he's just like, this is the best food I've ever had. He's in Buffalo, so he doesn't get, like, real good southern barbecue. And he, sure. Uh, anyway, but, yeah, absolutely. Plenty of uh, visits to, to Abby's. It's closed now. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, Tango Uniform down there, but it's, <laughs> it, it was a great place while it was while it was open. So when so you, when go, you go, to go to Abdullah, what it was Abdullah the Butcher's ribs House and of Chinese Ribs food? and Chinese Food. That's correct. House of Ribs House and Chinese Food. And Chinese food. I've, I've I've always, always wondered, wondered. Did they have, did any, they have forks? any forks? <laughs> no, Abby you took made that every joke on this show before. Delivery uh, <laughs> with him on the road, so you had to eat barbecue with a spoon or a knife. <laughs> and Abby's <laughs> manager, honest John Chino. Honest John Chino. That's actually a funny name. name. I enjoy that. that. I have no I idea who this guy is, but there you go. Great, great guy. I've seen him on indies. Um, honestly, I've been mean, a shameless Honest, plug. Honest. They're do, they're doing this uh, Superstars of Wrestling Fan Fest they do every year, and they've had to cancel it two or three times because of this stupid pandemic. Um, but it's back on for October, and Abby's still with us, and uh, Honest John Cheatham is still legit his manager. Wow! Oh, wow! So he he I... makes the bookings. He shows up. And is you know and runs the table for Abby and all that, so he's a good guy. I have to go to that. So uh, uh, we see the one man gang, gang replacing, replacing the chairs, chairs in the ring from, from when George, when George uh, had sent them out. Uh, yes. You know, George. You know, George you know, we made we sure that sure the that gang, gang replaced, replaced George's, George's chairs. chairs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he starts the match by just beating on Abby with a chain. But then the referees disqualify him for using a chair. Like, <laughs> uh, what are the rules of this thing? Oh, and Honest John, Honest John Cheatham gets about thirty seconds on commentary before they they whisk him away for some reason. Uh, <laughs> and the casino, and the casino magic, magic sign is lost, is lost now. now. It, yes. it disappeared. It Where'd it go? Gone again. Gone again. Um, and then this match just ends. It's a double countout, maybe. Um, it just kind of stops. Um. That's the that's the greatest wrestling observer finish notation I've ever heard in my life, Max. It's a double countout, maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that is so perfect for every Abdullah match since 1973. 
and then it goes over to the broadcast table, and event security gets beaten up, and there's grave concern for the security guys. Hell with the workers, it's grave concern for the security guys. That'd be a great name for, like, the security team. If they all had shirts that had, like, grave security. <laughs> and then, or, I'm uh, sorry, Randy, grave concern. There we go. Grave concern security. Yeah, and then this and is then where this Randy, is where Randy uh, uh, Rosen Rastafarian gets blood sure. on his board. Yes. Good. He's got I blood he, on his board. I bet he did. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't the first time, though. And then we have to remind everybody that this is taking place in a casino. Really? Really? Because earlier today, <laughs> Cowboy Bob Orton was playing cards with uh, Captain Lou Albano and Superfly Snuka. And, you know, they were all just hanging out in wrestling gear. Um, <laughs> and I, I and have this is caught say, on say. what is allegedly casino security camera, yeah, but it's got yeah. like different angles. And it moves. And it moves. Yeah. It moves. And I... And I now, it may no, just it may be just me, be but, you know, I've, I've been to Las, Las Vegas, Vegas, and I actually and spent I actually quite spent a bit of time in Atlantic City because I'm an East Coast, Coast guy. guy. Right. The, the poker, poker table, table that was, that was in, this in this particular, particular shot, shot. if yes. this is a this casino, is casino magic, magic, I am not, I am not really uh, impressed with the quality of the casino furniture in Casino Magic. I'd have to agree with it you. It almost seems like it's a card table with a piece of felt over top of it. And, you know, maybe casinos are different. I don't. But it sure seems to me that, you know... Casinos have casinos moved, up, moved in up in the world. Really nice really furniture, nice but, you know, but, you know, that's what it was. Yeah, and, you know, there doesn't seem to be any other tables at this casino. <laughs> um, this must this have been, must the, have been the, the, VIC the VIC room. room. Right. Um, <laughs> or the uh, go-to-P go room. room. But then we get a promo. Poker, I hardly knew her. Nice. Uh, then, then Luel Bano cuts a promo, putting over uh, Superfly, Britta. Um, and then we get a promo from Bob Orton. Love the hey, zoom hang, in hang, and zoom out. Hang on a second. Max, if I could, can I jump back to the Casino Magic stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, John will remember my first wife, Deborah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a, a nice lady, blah, 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 blah. No, no heat with her at all. But she and I used to go to Casino Magic just for the hell of it. <laughs> because it was only like a five-hour drive, and it's on the beach, and it's a lot of fun. But they were just opened. And when we went the very first time, maybe 93, I guess, the entertainment. You know, you go to Vegas. You've got <laughs> Donnie and Marie. you got Aerosmith, Celine Dion, sure. Britney Spears. you got all this <laughs> bullshit going on. We go to Casino Magic, and the entertainment was Max from uh, Saved by the Bell, <laughs> the, guy that, the guy that ran the restaurant, who was like a magician. And we were like, do we want to see this bullshit or just want to go back to the room? <laughs> Let's go back to the room. I thought you were going to say it was Steve Rossi. <laughs> I would have preferred that, honestly. I used to, you know, the thing about Steve Rossi, and we, like, he comes up on this show all the time, but I remember <laughs> him from the Howie Roddy. Give it up for him. Come on. I 
remember him from the Howard Stern show. He was kind of funny and kind of engaging, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So was Max from uh, Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Unless, and, and then Minute Two started. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, I'm sorry. I just, when we were talking no, about that, no. I remember what? Why do I remember, what was it about Casino Man? I remembered that was yeah. where we went. And it's now like the Hollywood Casino. It's like a different, it's completely different. And it's still a nice place. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's a cool place. Yeah. Um, Dutch yes. has a thought has a here. Thought here. Dutch, has, Dutch a thought. has a thought. Okay. Good. Lou Thank wants God. to Lou announce, wants Brent. Brent. Yes, Lou wants to announce, but they won't let him. Um, <laughs> And they also bring up that even though Lou is the commissioner, uh, he had already agreed to manage this uh, match. Uh, he had already agreed to manage Snuka, so uh, this is his last managerial act before becoming the commissioner. Um, <laughs> of a company that didn't exist literally right. 45 minutes later. <laughs> this is also the match where Dutch gets completely fed up with Rosenblum. And it Thank is, God. Welcome to the is, club, Dutch. So great. He just shuts him down and starts yelling, This is not some UCL foot UCLA football game. This is wrestling. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, and this is also the match where Bob Orton gets a, a chant of either Bob you suck or a very homophobic chant directed at him. Uh and it doesn't stop, it goes throughout the match. Uh -huh. And, and I, I read a review of, of the show, and they talked about that. And, and, and the guy that wrote the review was like, look, of the two people in the ring, one of them legitimately had a kid. Right. So there was at least one night he wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs> at... at, at in, 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 in the worst case scenario, he wasn't that for at least in whatever May of 1983, and here and yet they won't stop. They won't so, stop. So, so Scott, I'm going to do a totally uh, non-family friendly aside here. Uh, I, got in, I got into a, a bit of a, a debate. I won't call it a master debate, but it was a bit of a debate with um, a guy online that uh, I. I had, I had railed about, about the fact the that fact a lot of my, of my women, women friends, friends were receiving, receiving unsolicited, unsolicited dick, pics. dick pics. Right. And in the article, in the, in the, in the, rant, in the rant, I said, I said not, not uh, as for me, as for not me, very not impressive, but I got but two I got kids, two so kids, something so worked. Thank you. So he writes me back. He says, I dare you to show yours because yours must be really impressive. And I said, I dare you to show your ability to read. Very good. Nice. Very good. Um, so there you go. There you go. That's so cool that you bring that up because, like, literally, I had 30 minutes to kill between, you know, real work that I've been doing all day today and before I, you know, we, we hooked up today for this. I Look watched, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. watched Sean Oliver interview Lanny Poffo <laughs> on the Cafe Memory site from, guys, probably five or six years ago. And the whole conversation was who had the biggest dicks in the history of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 the, not who the weren't the biggest dicks, but who had the biggest dicks. Believe it or not, 
Lanny Poffo, who is really a smart guy and a funny as hell guy if you ever hang yeah. around him, said, oh, that's a different question. The 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 biggest dick in wrestling history was Ole Anderson, but who wow. had the biggest dick was Anthony Naraka. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The more right. you know. Thank you. Max, now you're going to get out of the business after this. You're going to go <laughs> become a minister, I guess, or something. <laughs> um, I'm surprised that, okay, this is going to sound very bad given the man's sexual orientation. I'm surprised that was not a Rob Feinstein interview. Wow. wow. Did not mean that that, that way. I meant that's the kind of question that he asks. That was a, that deep, was cut a deep cut, right, cut there. right there. Well, that was, it was actually in response to Missy Hyatt. <laughs> Right. Uh, doing an interview with Sean, who I, I, I love Sean. He's, he's a great interviewer uh, back when he was doing those things. Uh, but the, the whole point of Missy's interview was like two and a half hours of who's got the biggest dicks in wrestling. Sure. And so he asked Lanny, and Lanny is, oh, well, I don't know what Missy told you, but here we go. And you heard the standard, <laughs> you know, Robert Fuller, Batista, Lord <laughs> Alfred Hayes, uh, all of this stuff. And then, then he got to Anthony Naraka. And in a long story short, he told this George, great story what? about how, and thank you, about how Anthony Naraka changed the wrestling business because he was so well endowed. I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. Go find it. It's worth it because he's Lanny's a great storyteller, and it's a great story if it's a shoot. Oh yeah, yeah. If 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 Lanny's episode of, of Colt Cabana's podcast is still available, listen to it because it's great. Um, I believe it. Love Lanny. Great guy. Yeah. Uh, um, hey, he made what? Something like $250,000 a year uh, working for, for WCL? Uh, Correct. To work to zero matches. Match. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> the man really was a genius. Uh, That's correct. <laughs> you, you, you joke, but I mean, what's smarter in the yeah. history of the business than somebody that's getting paid a quarter of a million dollars a year for four years? And never worked a match. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've never worked a match. Right. I'll take a quarter of a million. Yeah, no, it's it's brilliant. <laughs> I'm you know, and I'm guessing it was just so Vince couldn't get him. Um, well, it was so we could get Randy, honestly. Okay. Fair enough. The the Ed Leslie rule. Yes. Um that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, um, meanwhile, back meanwhile, at the show. Meanwhile, meanwhile, back at the show, Lou uh, eventually gets involved in this match. Um, and so Superfly wins thanks to Lou's interference. The Superfly, Superfly leap! Speaking, Speaking of Lanny Papa. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Segways are us. And yes, as I said, the homophobic chant just keeps going. It just doesn't stop. They hate him. <laughs> I'll be careful. And the last time you brought that up, I took us on a really weird, <laughs> weird avenue away from the show. So I'll back well, up. Let's Boy, just yeah. say that Orton was cast perfectly. Thank you. Oh, bum. All right. And that brings us to dun, dun, the dun. one part of this show that everybody remembers, and that is Jake Roberts' bizarre drunken promo. Uh, <laughs> Michael St. John asks him, hey, the fans want to hear from you. And he does the hair in the eyes thing, and he talks about how if you're at a casino, you're going you're, you're to play cards, you want to gamble, but you don't want to play cards with Jake because he'll cheat. Because if you want to play 21, 
He's got 22. <laughs> well, then, then he loses, right? I yes. Mean... <laughs> and if you want to play blackjack, he's got two of those, too. Um... He's playing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this was going to be hard to strike the tone because... Obviously, he was in a very bad place in his life when... when what, Bay St. Louis? Yes, he's in, thank you. Um, he's in Mississippi. <laughs> but he was but in he Biloxi, was in Biloxi earlier with Gordon Sully. Right, right. Yes, apparently. he was. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but... There's just something hilarious about... And it's not, it's not Jake so much as Bill Stone... Like, he must have shown up in this condition. And, you know, Bill Stone going... Yeah, we'll put him on TV anyway, you know? Um. You know what? That That is a brilliant observation because you, I, I, I don't know if you guys drink at all, but when I've been around people that drink, you don't walk in, have like a drink, and all of a sudden you're some kind of staggering drunk. Right. He obviously had been drinking for hours. I mean, something. And they still let him do this bit? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't understand that at all. That Of yeah. all the stuff that went on in this show, mm-hmm. why they let this go on, why they let him do a promo. Right. Why they didn't rebook it backstage and say, you're too drunk, no promo, walk out there, show the snake, forget about it, we'll yeah. make it a tag match like they ended up doing. I don't want to jump, you know, jump, yeah. the, jump the game here, but... I, I, that was one thing that just blew me away. Why they yeah. gave him a mic? Why they let poor Michael stand out there with him? God knows that. And Michael St. John should have gotten like double pay for this. The, uh, one of the best things about this promo is that he mentions the snake. So the camera moves to the snake, and then Jake <laughs> starts giving direction, <laughs> going, "Hey, camera, get your ass back up here." Um, <laughs> <laughs> Martin Scorsese, Scorsese, eat your heart, eat out. Your heart out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tries to get a chant of DDT going, which, like, one person eventually joins in. <laughs> um, um, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Okay. And then we get the match, which Jake comes down to the ring. Um,. Grabs a woman from the audience's hands and rubs her hands on his chest, throws the bag with the snake in the ring, and then walks out. Little known fact that woman was my first wife. Ah, uh, there you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, I love how the little kid was about to give him a high five and then pull it back. I guess he might have smelled his breath or something. I'm guessing so. And but then he, he just but before Ant walks out, the animal is introduced. You remember the Ohio players' song Roller Coaster? Sure. Where there was allegedly a murder and a woman was screaming outside. If you go back and watch this tape or listen to it, as Anvil is about to be introduced. You hear, you hear what sounds, what sounds like Michael like St. John, John in the background, screaming bloody murder. I'm like, what the hell is that? He's probably still screaming. <laughs> yes. yes. Where's Terry <laughs> Funk might say, what the <laughs> hell is that? Hey, fucking no. But yeah, he just, 
Jake just walks out of the arena, and Rosenblum and Dutch are trying to cover her for it by going, uh, this is a psychological ploy. Um, and then somebody and then comes somebody in and comes says, in Jake, the Jake, the Snake Jake Roberts has left the building. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> sorry, I was, sorry, thinking, I was of, thinking of, of, uh, of uh, Tyler Breeze. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, and the match is, of course, a disaster because Jake is, is very drunk. He can't work it at all. It's Oh, it's wait, oh, I, will oh I will disagree with you there, with you there Max. Okay. I will okay. disagree with you. When he pulls when he that pulls snake that out snake between out his legs. Oh, God, yeah. I think that's I think working that's it. Working it. <laughs> it's just, but it's difficult to watch. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and eventually becomes a tag team match. Um, that was actually the worst Antonina Rocca impersonation I've ever seen. <laughs> And, and, and Randy Rosenrosen uh, calls uh, King Kong Bundy the human condominium. Yes. Yes. Right. They, they decide to make this a tag team match and throw the main eventers in. Uh, so King Kong Bundy and Yokozuna come in and are, are tagging with Nightheart and, and Jake. And, J and Jake um, tells Jake somebody tells they're, somebody number, they're one. number one. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> And he starts, like, arguing with Nightheart, but it doesn't look worked at all uh, before they make the tag match. You know, like, Nightheart is clearly trying to get him to settle down. Um. <laughs> That's right. I, I don't think it was a work. I think Nightheart, yeah. say what you will about, uh, about Jim, but he was a pro, and he sees sure. Jake come out like this and thinking, yeah. like, we're headlining a pay-per-view. And yeah. you're going to do this? I mean, that's, that's, that doesn't surprise me with, him, mm -hmm. with, uh, with Jim. Yeah. Um, oh, and uh, apparently the guy that looked like a shorter King Kong Bundy was uh, actually the promoter, Bill Stone. Oh! Uh, yeah. Wow. Was it? Was yeah. it? Yes. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Yeah. So he's, he gets to, you know, because this thing has just gone off the rails at this point. So he's running out trying desperately to save a thing he was way in over his head for. Well, um, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't he wasn't the brother, he of, brother Tom of Tom Rocky Stone, Stone from, the from the AWA? Was he? Was he? Is that a shoot? No. no. Uh, oh, my God. I love bringing up the, you, you know, Scott, we love our obscure references. Ida Lupino would be very proud of us right now. Ida Lupino. That would be the greatest thing ever if he were Tom, Stone's, Tom Rocky Stone's brother. Oh, my God. But then you'd have to bring Jake the Milkman Milliman in as, uh, as Bearded Bundy. Well, you wouldn't have to, actually. Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> we, Max we, is we've like, officially I'm getting, lost Max. I'm getting no, out I'm of the here. business. I'm, I'm here. Go back to seminary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, and um, right. So the whole thing just becomes this bizarre schmoz. I mean, uh, and then the feed just cuts immediately. Yes. yes. The yes. greatest, greatest wrap-up I've yeah. ever seen in the history. history. Now, <laughs> this is a wrap-up wrap that, that, that only, that only uh, Randy uh, Rosenrosen Rosen Rosen could do. I mean, the, the thoughts that he gave... That he gave or he would or have he given would before, before, you know, he would have, he would have, he would have probably have said that this was the, the greatest, greatest pay-per-view of, of all time, probably that, that he, couldn't he couldn't wait to call, call the next one, one as right. long as, as they, long fired, as they Dutch. fired Dutch. 
Um, and, uh, and that UCA, UCLA football is coming up this fall uh, on many of these same stations. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, like there's no goodbye message. There's no final graphic. They just cut it because Jake is threatening to expose himself. Um, it's... Oof. Expose himself or expose the business? Wait a minute. Uh, he already did that. <laughs> and, then, but, and, yeah. and then somehow and then we get copyrights. Copyright. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Somebody thinks well, we're doing it, copyright. Oh, damn, we forgot to put a copyright on this because we're going to want to sell this one. <laughs> it was obvious somebody sobered up in the truck out in the parking lot and said, Holy shit, what is going on out here? Well, we've still got 10 minutes of satellite time. I don't give a damn. Turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> They're still talking. I don't give a shit. Turn it off. And somebody Jerry, came up. Somebody made that call. God bless them. Yeah. yeah. And, and then Jerry and then Todd Jerry comes Todd in and adds a little Chiron there on the Jerry Todd, Todd program, program, as we'll as have the we'll magnificent, have magnificent contest coming up. Coming There's up. an SCTV, There's SCTV reference for those of you who are wondering what Jerry Todd is. I, do, Jerry I, Todd. I know. That's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but he had to put, the, had Chiron to put the Chiron in. in. Yes, Lord. <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. My gosh. What a show. I, I'm still going to say the Blackjack Brawl is worse. Yep. Yep. Um, but why oh would God, you ever no, say that? I, because, I, Max, I, you know, the, the Blackjack Brawl was the greatest show ever. I, 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 I talked to John earlier, and when he said that Black, this was not as bad as Blackjack Brawl, oh, my God, I couldn't disagree more. This okay. was so much worse than Blackjack Brawl. <laughs> it was the worst pay-per-view of all time. Right, Blackjack Brawl is technically not on pay-per-view. Right? <laughs> that's well, that's true. I'll give you that. But um, oh my God, it will never get worse than this. You know, I mean, and, 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 and if it does, the, we'll find it on the WKIF Wrestling Network. You know, but if here's the, but think about it. If somebody ever tries, John, if yeah. you and I found some money mark, <laughs> and we said just between you and I and, yeah, and get, yeah. and get Prazak in here, we said, we're going to create the worst pay-per-view of all time. And that's our goal. And we don't have to waste any of our own money. Yeah. We, yeah. we could not do worse than this. Here's a question though. <laughs> that's fair. Was, 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 uh, was, uh, was Carl, was Carl Anderson, Anderson and Luke and Gallows, Gallows pay-per-view pay worse, than, worse this? than this? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was bad, but it wasn't worth it. <laughs> and they were trying to be bad. And they were trying. That's correct. All that Southpaw wrestling shit on the network. All of that is better than this. Oh my god. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like you can't count something like um, what's that thing on the network that's like supposed to be old mid. Oh, Southpaw Championship. Yeah, Southpaw. Yeah. yeah. You can't count that because that's bad on purpose. Um, but I'm telling you, people went out to make something bad, and it's still not as bad as this. Yeah, it's true. It's, true. Um, it's, damn, it's true. damn true. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, this is this is a disaster. <laughs> and like, okay, I I don't remember if I said this at the beginning of of this program, but every single uh, podcast, every 
website um, has done this show. You know, we're not, every YouTube channel, we're not the first wrestling fans to talk about Heroes of Wrestling. Um, and we will not be the last. Um, Good. But Good. only we will have the Argentina rocker star. Sure. Um, Let me tell that again, just for those that tuned in late. <laughs> and if, if you've missed the show <laughs> so the show far. So far. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring you back up to speed. But, oh, um, you know, I think it's still worth, and like, we're not wrestle crap. We do talk about good stuff on this show, too. Um, but I think it's still worth exploring just to see, you know, how bad something can get and like all the mistakes somebody could make. Um, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, Max, mm -hmm. that people, and, and I'm, I'm not going to, you know, eat my own young here, but because right. I started off, thankfully, thank you, writing for the sheets back in the early right. 80s for, for Dave Meltzer and Wade Keller and Steve Beverly and Ron Lemieux. I started off writing for, for those guys. And I thought I knew the business. Right. And I knew enough not to sound really stupid, but until mm. I got in the business in 1989 with Then you John, sounded stupid. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh. then I knew I was stupid. <laughs> right. And so to, to hear, you know, if I hear people that have never been in the business or tried to be in the business or invest their own money or, the, mm -hmm. you know, put their own creativity on the line week after week after week, uh, you know, no, you don't know what you're talking about just because right. you read the internet or read the sheets back in the day, you've got to get out there and get in the business and learn, you know, what psychology means and what it's like to book town to town. What did we do when we were in Porterdale last month that we can come back to right. this Tuesday night? And then you've got Wednesday and Carrollton to worry about. That's what this business is. And people that read the sheets, God love them. Um, they don't, make up that much of the audience and yeah. it's 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 difficult to watch some shit like this which was just god fucking awful um and and then think this is the business that i started watching in 1970 with bob armstrong may he rest in peace and el mongol and and bill drummel and those guys and this is what it's become no this yeah. business needs to needs to you know circle the drain and go straight down the tank into the septic tank as it were and then come back and unfortunately i think that's where we are now and the sad and the thing sad is, thing and, is and, and, and i was actually talking about this about in this regards, regards to a different, to a different sport, sport. With the, with the pandemic as it, as is, it is this would have this been would an, have amazing been an amazing time, time to hit the reset, hit the reset button. button yeah, yeah. Because, because obviously the shows, the shows that are being, that are done, being done are, are trying, trying to get, to get through, through what, they what they are. But if you but were if to hit Control-Alt-Delete control on, on WWE, you'd still have still Vince have to worry Vince about. To about. Yep. But if Vince but if says, Vince okay, says, okay, this is my this time is my to walk away, I can finally walk away, and you hit Control-Alt-Delete on that, you could come up with an amazing show that people wouldn't want to watch every week. AEW, I love AEW. I love it with all my heart. I'm just worried that they're going to get too silly. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's a, that's a valid concern. I agree. NXT is a shadow of its former self right now. True. I, I love TakeOver. I thought TakeOver was great, but the weekly shows I'm fast-forwarding through. I don't do that with AEW except during the commercial break. Because the weekly shows are now on a cable network and have to worry about ratings all of a yep. sudden. Yep. you get a watered-down product that way. That's exactly right. Um, you know, you can't, you don't, or it's not, it's, you don't have freedom to experiment if, if you have ratings to worry about. And then Impact, that show's fine. But it's on a channel that nobody gets. Um. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Of, of, of all the groups that are out there now, yeah. that eh, let's say when the pandemic's over and everything's back to normal, say a year from now, and I'm not putting my money in it at all, but if I were going to, I would put my money in Impact right. and in second place in AEW. And in third place NXT, and in fourth place WWE. Okay. And then I, I take I, that back. Maybe fourth place tied New Japan and WWE. And at this, and at point, this point, Scott, Scott and, you know, you know, we're totally being totally fantasy being booking fantasy here. Fantasy booking here. Yeah. Thunder Rosa is making, making her way her into, way into AEW. AEW. Yeah. Right. Thank God. It almost, it almost seems as though. Seems though NWA, NWA is going to be, gonna be a, shadow a shadow of its former self. And, and what, what do you what think, do you when think they get when crowds, they crowds back, back, what do you think would happen if Nick Aldis walked in to AEW? Would that give him a shot in the arm? And then go one step further than that. New Japan, you're not getting television in the United States, and we're about to have a new show that we will have to do for Warner Media. Yeah. Why in the Why hell in the wouldn't hell you, you be working, be working with, New with New Japan and saying, okay, okay, New Japan, New Japan we will bring, we will our, bring guys our guys over there over to help there you make your show your better. Show better. You, bring you bring yours over to make our, our show, show better. better. And, and I, I know, I know it's, it's beating a bad drum, but God, I miss the old Kenny Omega. And I know that he's all upset that, well, it's the same guy. But the passion, but the passion is, just is just missing, missing right, now. right now. I agree. And it's, and it's, it's it has to do with the crowds. When they get the crowds back, I don't think there's anywhere AEW, to use Edge and Christian's term as we do the callback to the flash photography from the beginning of the show, strap a rocket on their back and let them go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And then there's, uh, it's funny, we're talking about all these promotions. I don't think any of us have mentioned Ring of Honor yet, which even before the pandemic, I think it had been a year since I watched a Ring of Honor show. Yeah, um, I agree. And I'm in a yeah, market where they show it every week. Wow. And I don't yeah. necessarily yeah. watch it. And, yeah. and it's because they're doing because recap, they're doing recap, shows, recap shows, right shows right now. I think they're about sure. to start taping again. I hope so, because they are, they are withering on the vine, as they say. Mm-hmm. And you know they just don't have the you know the financial uh, backing to do what the WWE and AEW and hell even Impact is doing and New Japan yeah. as well. So they're they're just getting lapped, um, and it, and it's sad to see that because they have I don't know it's in the discussion of they have the best or at least better workers than the WWE yeah. does, but. Again, they don't have the money, so I mean, they can't they can't compete. That's a promotion that would 
possibly benefit from doing an internet-only show like a, like NWA does because they have the audience built in right there. Um, if we if they, they we were doing TV, TV. free, oh, okay, free. yeah, yeah. If we were doing fantasy booking, yeah. if um, and I'm, I'll I'll be honest with you, I used to work out with Hunter and Terry Taylor over at Gold's Gym in Lilburn, Georgia, back twenty seven eight years ago. If I still had Hunter's number, number one, he wouldn't answer. <laughs> secondly, uh, secondly, why uh, would I, you say that? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. That's what he would. It, first, it would be like, "Who uh, are you?" Uh? <laughs> uh, and then it would. But what I would tell him if he would not hang up would would be, "Look, this everything in America is changing." Yeah. Not not just wrestling, not just movies. You know, the number one movie last weekend made three million dollars. That was that mutant bullshit that's out. Right. At three million dollars, that would be like the bomb of the year on opening weekend, and now it's the number one sure. movie. Everything is changing. So what you should do is is let the change sweep over you. Yeah. And what you should do is when WWE gets back to a live in-person crowd you and I agree that the retribution thing is cool they haven't exposed anybody yet everybody's still in the you know the the mask and the hoodies and all that you you haven't committed that it's anybody people are guessing it's over you know you bring it's Nick Aldis it's Tessa mm. Blanchard it's all yeah. you know. It's all those guys from Ring of Honor, from from Impact, from NWA, hell, from AEW. Work together, bring the business back up, and then let everybody go back to their, uh, you know, God. Back in the day, there's six neutral corners in the in or eight neutral corners in the octagon, but bring them back. That's what I would do, but uh, yeah. again, they don't they don't that, care. Um, they just want they just want to push Zack Ryder. And, 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 of course, and, of course, the, the retribution, retribution angle, angle, my problem, my with, problem it with it is anytime, anytime you put the retribution, retribution angle on the same, on same show, show as the ninjas, as the ninjas who's who? Who's who? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I mean, seriously. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. And don't get and me don't started, get started on Raw Underground. underground. Oh, oh, my God. God. What a nightmare. What, what a nightmare that was. And I love how they seem genuinely shocked that people were, you know, putting up inappropriate things. What, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> you know? the, 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 that's a great point, Max. I'm going to tell you that when you can let the fans put themselves over, that's what gets over. Uh-huh. What the hell do you think got the NWO over? What right. got Stone Cold over? What got the Horsemen over? It was because the fans could put themselves over. Horsemen, right. they could dress up in suits. NWO, they could wear the shirts and do the too sweet hand signal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Stone Cold, they could say uh, what? what every time he cut a promo. The fans are putting themselves over. It's not putting the wrestlers over. It's the fans putting themselves over. When they can do that, your product will be over. And no, we right. get bullshit like Zack Ryder and God knows who else being shoved down our throats and the people are shitting all over the guy. No offense, Zack. I don't know him, but whatever. Do you have his, you toys, have his though? toys, though? I do. I do have three Zack Ryder action figures. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would ask you. For, for the re- for the record, I do not. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll always have a little bit of love for Zach because uh, that initial gimmick he did. I'm from Long Island, and I grew up with every douchebag like that. So I loved that gimmick. Um, but um, I get that. <laughs> but yeah, that doesn't mean I need him pushed down my throat. No, thank um, you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Lanny Poffo. Thank hey! you, Robert Fuller. <laughs> All well, right. You, normally, so we, normally we would ask Scott what he's learned, but I think we know what he's learned. That's right. What I've learned is I'm getting out of the business. <laughs> what you've learned is when I send you a Facebook message about doing a show, you're going, you're going to make me, you're going to give me three hours that I can never get back in my life. <laughs> no, it was five, actually. Three of the pay-per-view and two of this. Yes. Indeed. But we can, we can ask you to put yourself over and tell us where we can follow you on social and what you're doing. And uh, There really is no social uh, but you know, the only thing that I do anymore, thank you for asking is the, the superstars of wrestling fan fest up in Rome, uh, which is just all the legends. Uh, again, it's been postponed now for almost over a year. So just do, do some research on Facebook and on the internet for superstars of wrestling fan fest. Uh, I think this year they're doing like virtual stuff and then in-person stuff in October, February, and April. Okay. So I'm still waiting for my invitation. Wait a minute. minute. That would mean I would have to be a superstar. superstar. Wait a minute. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You're going to be at the, uh, the one in Porterdale. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what I would do. I would have a card set up, a card table set up. With a, with a uh, felt uh, poker felt overlay, overlay and have a, yeah. have a, a an ace up my sleeve. Thank you, uh, Bob Orton Bob Sr. Orton. <laughs> felt you know, poker. You don't want to pull the, the, the Virgil and say that like somebody else is going to be with you? Um, <laughs> yes, that's maybe right. Maybe I should say that Virgil will be with me. Yes. Greg, Greg Johnson and Michael St. John at this year's <laughs> Superstars of Wrestling Fan Fest. What about David what about Webb? David Webb? <laughs> Even Bob... Okay. All right. Or Doyle King. I need to bring Doyle King with me. Ladies and gentlemen, I need to bring Doyle King with me. Greg, do you have anything to plug this week? I need to plug in my computer because the battery's about dead. Okay. All right. Well, I will plug our Twitter, which is WKIFPod. You can follow us there and. I'm individually on Twitter at MinimusMaxM. That one is not safe for work in 18 plus because I talk about my other show, which is the Sexuality Podcast, and you can find that if you're interested. And next week they'll be talking about talking Argentina, Argentina Rocca. Rocca. <laughs> it's Antonina Rocca, Antonina and Rocca. I think the week after that they're doing the the Reeser Bowden Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it kayfabe. Good night. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. My God. That was-